1: to week two of our uh, teaching on the Ministry of Helps. We are really excited for what we're going to share with you today. We trust that you'll be blessed, Um, and for those of you who might be joining us for the first time, we just want to say welcome. Uh, We are taking this entire month of February once a week to do a video teaching on the blessings and the joy that comes when you serve and get involved in your local church. And so once again, we say thank you to all the volunteers of Central Assembly. Thank you to those who watched last week's video. I hope, I trust that you were blessed by it. And so we're just going to get right into it today.
2: Yeah, guys. So we just wanted to go straight into it about how there is an anointing for the Ministry of Helps. Um, A lot of people hear about how men of God are anointed, you know, the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist. But the Bible actually talks about how the ministry of helps is a supernatural ministry that God anoints you to get the job done, to help lift up the hands of the pastor at your local church, whether it's here at Central or maybe you're watching and you're part of another church. You were there, you were called to help, and you're anointed to help the pastor fulfill his vision. And God has given you the anointing, which is the supernatural ability to get the job done, the anointing to do god's work and to further the kingdom of god here at your local church first and then obviously elsewhere so we kind of wanted to talk about um what the bible says about the anointing uh, in the sense of the ministry of helps and first you have to start in acts 1 verse 8 that jesus said you would be endued with power after that the holy ghost has come upon you so the holy ghost is the one who gives you the power that ability Mm -hmm to uh flow in the in the anointing so we in that when you have when you understand that you have to understand you have to put all of the pressure on the holy spirit when you're serving when you're doing things for the lord you need to hear from him because it's the avenue in which god is going to flow through you
1: right just like the pastor needs uh the holy ghost in order to uh preach to the people to move in the gifts uh with words of knowledge to reach the people, to lay hands on them, to see them get healed, to see them get set free. That same anointing that he uses or she, um, you know, if your pastor is a female, uh, that same anointing is the same anointing that you need for the Ministry of Helps. It's the same thing. There's not two different Holy Ghosts. There's not the evangelist, missionary, pastor of Holy Ghost and then the, the Ministry of Helps Holy Ghost. No. There's one Holy Ghost. And we all must tap into that same anointing, so that way we can flow together. Because when the church is not, when the servants of the church are not flowing with the pastor in the and the Holy Ghost, things get messy, things get uh, misplaced, things get choppy, and then it becomes unappealing for the for the people in the audience because they it, all they see is a bunch of mess. So when you're serving in your flesh, it just disrupts the flow of the Holy Ghost. It disrupts. It stops people from getting touched like they could if you as an usher as a the cloth lady as a Greeter aren't flowing in the Holy Ghost. It totally messes things up. That's why this is so important That's why we're taking this entire month to teach these things to you guys because you know if you are hindering the move of the Holy Ghost because you're serving in the flesh then you're stopping people from their breakthrough yeah, so it's not just Uh, We're not on here to just be all, you know, woohoo, like serve, it's awesome. You know, there is a seriousness to it, especially if you're someone that's an usher or you're a cloth lady um, or you're uh, doing something that involves being in the main service. Those things are extremely important because this could be life or death for someone. And you not being there at the right time as the usher, the cloth lady could totally steal that person's blessing from them. And God will hold you responsible for that. So there is a seriousness to this as well as, you know, as much as we want to encourage you guys, we want to also, you know, lay upon the seriousness of this as well.
2: Right. I want to give a practical example that's outside of the church that everyone can relate to. Imagine if you went into a restaurant and it was chaotic. The cook made delicious food. The cook is he's fantastic. But you come in, there's no person that greets you at the door. There's no one that takes your name down. The waitresses and the waiters are running all over the place. They're giving the food to the wrong people. It's chaotic. You're probably never going to go back. Even though the food is excellent, there's no flow. So you always think about the times you go to a restaurant. You always go back because you're like, wow, they greeted me at the door. You never forget the first impression. Number two, the waitress or waiter is always so nice, and they know. You know they they move it with an excellence. They you know they take your order. They consider you. They're nice. they and then they bring out your right food and it tastes good. And then next, then you it's the experience. You're basing it all off your experience, and then you'll go and tell someone else, hey, you need to check out this restaurant. Not only was the food good, but the service was good because most of the time the food, the restaurants you don't go back to are, is because of the service that you had. You always goes back to the, the waitress was terrible. She didn't bring me my food. She didn't do this. Whatever the case is. So you need to think of the same terms when you're serving at the church. The, the greeters, number one, you're the front lines. You're the first person someone who's new can see. Right. If you give them a dirty look or you're not in the flow, you're not really relying on the Holy Ghost, or you just nonchalantly hand them the pamphlet and say, you know, give them that look, they'll never come back. Forget what Pastor Cole says. He can preach an excellent message, but that first impression may, may never have him come back. So there needs to be a flow from start to finish, and it all comes down to the ministry of helps. If we tap into this anointing, we can be the one that helps usher that new person to the altar to get saved. You know, it's that important you greeting you and then from the greeter to the usher the usher finding them a seat to sit in and and giving them a smile and just and then orchestrating this just like as if you're at a restaurant and then when pastor cole delivers the word of god which is like the food and they grab it and they receive it and they answer the altar call to be saved you have a part in that right exactly. and not only do you have a part in the bad side of if they don't come back but in the good side too because as you're plugging in, you're a part, you're flowing in the anointing, and they do get saved, God gives, you get credit in heaven for that soul as well, right. you know?
1: Yeah, you don't serve in the ministry of helps because out of duty or Christian obligation, and I feel like maybe I might have said that in last week's video, but I do want to reiterate, you serve in the ministry of helps. you get involved in helping at your local church, because you're going to reap an eternal harvest for it. And not only that, you'll be blessed now and in your life today as well as in heaven. So there, you don't just do this because, oh, you know, my church needs me and, and the ministry is not going to continue if I don't show up every day. Because if you have a poor attitude while you serve, that affects uh, people's get, people getting saved. So you have to come at it with a good attitude because people can tell when you're as a greeter They can tell if you're genuinely excited to be in that position and to greet the people And if you're not greeting them with a smile, you're not welcoming them in answering their questions about the church Or you just have no clue about anything and you're like, I'm not sure you'll have to find someone else That's not helpful. And that could be what makes or breaks someone coming back to the church and that could be what makes or break them answering the altar call and getting saved you as a greeter as a children's church worker as an usher as a cloth lady as whatever position you can be what either allows or stops someone from inviting christ into their hearts so this is a serious thing it's not something to be played with which is why we are taking an entire month to teach on this because we want to help you guys not only Receive the blessing that comes from serving in the ministry of helps. But we also want you guys to be able to flow with the Holy Ghost because you can walk away from a Sunday morning and feel incredibly charged up, refreshed, even though you are serving the whole service, because while you're ser- serving, you're walking right with the Holy Ghost. Yes. And He's building you up. He's filling you up, even though, even though you're focusing on if some a pastor is going to pray for someone. Do I need to be ready with the cloth? Do I need to be ready to catch? Do I need to be scanning the crowd as the security guard to make sure that there's no one who looks questionable or might be doing something they shouldn't be doing? Even though you're doing those things, when you do them in flow with with the Holy Spirit, He's going to build you up. And you're still going to walk away refreshed. You're going to walk away built up in your spirit. And you're going to receive even more than what you would receive just sitting in the service. So there is a blessing that comes. And I know I've said that probably a hundred times in this video alone. But I'm going to continue to say it because I don't want people. People get stuck in this mindset that serving in the church is just like their job. You know, it's just like, I got to clock in, clock out. Just got to get through this Sunday. I'm going to be with the kids for both services. Here we go again. You know, these kids don't listen. And I have to do it by myself. If that's the attitude that you have, then honestly, don't serve. We don't need people like that serving in the church. We want people who are on fire for God And who, as a children's church worker, don't see it as free babysitting for the parents in the main service. But you see it as an opportunity to pour into a little one's life that then when they grow up, they get put put, put into full time ministry and then they, they get sent to a city and they set that city ablaze. All of that will go into your bank account in heaven. All of that yeah. because you took the time to walk them through the scripture, to develop them in the word, to give them a solid foundation. So that way when they're, when they're older and when they're in ministry, they don't, uh, they don't fall on, flat on their face. So all of these things work hand in hand. Like we read last week in Corinthians talked about the body and how the hand needs the foot and the eye needs the mouth and they all work together. So every ministry in the church, you're all working together and the ultimate goal is to see people saved. That's why we open up the church doors week after week. That's why we do what we do. That's why we exhaust ourselves and and, and take time that we would much rather be at home, asleep on the couch or watching football or whatever sport is on or whatever movies on that's why we do this instead of those things is so that people's lives can be changed and when you link up with the holy spirit when you link up with what he's doing in this church even though your task might seem so minuscule and unimportant but when you give it your all and you do it for the lord you reap this blessing and you put your hands in the same pot that souls are getting saved from
2: right and you know that Let's look at a biblical example of how everybody came alongside a man of God for one purpose, and that's for the work of God, and how coming together, like Emily just said, doing their part, whatever little part that is, it it helped fulfill a vision. So we all know who Moses is. Moses was a great man of God. He he led them out of Egypt um, and then took them out. Like one man, him and Aaron pretty much, yeah. But there came even in his life a strong man of God. It came a point in his life where he needed help. Right. And he asked God. He said, "God, I cannot bear the burden of these people anymore. I need help." And God said, "appoint 70 other underneath of him." He said, "I will appoint 70 other underneath them. I will anoint them." But then, you know what? Those people, the Bible says about those people, those 70, they had the same vision that Moses had in the same heart. Right. I'll just go ahead and boldly say this. If you're at this church and you have a different vision than what Pastor Cole has, you need to quit the ministry of helps, get on your face, and either get the same, same vision as Pastor has or leave the church. Because if you cause division, God cannot bless division. You can, right. He can only bless those who come underneath the man of God that he put in place, who he has anointed, right. and, 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 pastor and then fulfill Cole's the vision.
1: vision for this church is to be the greatest impact church in the Lehigh Valley. So if that's not your heart's desire, like he said, either ask God to make that your heart's desire (laughs) or find a church that aligns up with your heart's desire because you're not ever going to help the move of God. You will only hinder it if that's not your same uh, vision.
2: Right. So these men, back to Moses, these men, they had the same heart, the same vision. So God flowed through Moses and then he anointed the other men with the same vision and they got the job done. Uh, and then the, the, the Bible is clear on this, that there's a definite order to the way that God's anointing flows. And I'm going to give you some practical ways on how can you get in the same flow as the senior pastor, as an usher, as a greeter, as a um, whatever you are, a cloth lady. Number one, these men had the same heart. So first you have to have the same heart. If you don't have the same heart, it's going to be hard to serve at this church or in a, at any church that you're at. If you don't have the same heart as the pastor, it's going to be very hard to serve, period. Because you're going to have selfish motives, because you need to have enough spiritual sense to understand, this is the man of God he hears from God, and I'm going to submit under him. Number one, number two, how does he flow? for some of these people some of you people who have been here for five years, ten years, fifteen years, you should know, or however long Cole has been here fourteen years, you mm-hmm. should see it and you should recognize how does he flow right so and yet that, that by just observing. You should you could be ready practically, and by watching him, you can be ready. By the Holy Ghost, God could show you what He's about to do. You know, even me, I I've, I will watch Pastor Cole, and I'll know when He's going to give a word of knowledge, and then somebody's going to come up and get, He's going to pray for somebody to be healed. By just watching him and listening to the Holy Spirit, knowing okay, around this time it doesn't mean it's cookie cutter, but it means I recognize how does God flow with my pastor. And then I can be ready in a position where I can be ready to catch them. You know, for those who are ushers, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost because God will even show you, are they going to fall or are they not? Obviously, you're still going to be there to catch them, but you can be ready like in the sense of they're going to fall. You're ready or they may not, so you don't have to freak out and start throwing stuff around behind you and causing a scene. And then now the person's not even ready to receive from God because you're freaking out behind him.
1: Right, people can sense that. Like right. As an usher, if you're standing behind me and I'm getting prayed for, I can feel you, you know, fidgeting and and, and, and telling like, and like all that people, people are sensitive to that. <laughs> right. So you, you have to check yourself like, and that's why you need the Holy Ghost to do this because you can look at the person and know, are the, is this person going to go out under the power or not? You still be there. It doesn't mean that you don't go and stand behind them, but you don't make a big scene about it either. Unless you feel in your spirit, I need to be ready because this person is about to go out under the power and I want to make sure that they don't smack the ground. I'm going to catch them. Same thing as a cloth lady. You should not be at the back of the church or like 20 feet away from the person that's getting prayed for. What use is that? The whole point of a cloth lady is to cover a person so that way they don't expose themselves as on their way down. If someone's in a dress and you're standing 10 feet away from that person in the dress and they go out on the power, it takes you a minute or two to even get to them and cover them up. There's no there's no point in that. You should be right next to the pastor. And if, when this again, this is why you need the Holy Ghost, but if you... If anytime anyone's in a dress, it doesn't matter. You stand right next to the pa- to the pastor. Because if I'm wearing a dress and I don't see the cloth lady anywhere near me, I don't care how much I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm not going down because I don't want myself exposed. So if I know that the cloth lady's standing right next to me, and as I'm going down, she's going to cover me so that nothing that doesn't need to be shown isn't shown, then I'm going to receive everything that God has for me in that moment. You can steal Someone's blessing. If you're not flowing the Holy Ghost and serving at why in the way that you're supposed to serve, you can rob someone of receiving from God, and God doesn't take that kindly. So you need to make sure that whatever capacity you're serving in, you tap into the Holy Ghost and you do what He tells you to do. Do not do it in the flesh, but you need to be present. You need to be ready. Pastors should never have to call ushers forward if people come up to get prayed for. It should be a natural reaction. There's 20 people at the altar who are getting about to get prayed for. I need to be standing near there so that way when pastor starts praying for them, I'm immediately behind the person that he needs to get prayed for. Same thing with the cloth lady. You should not be at the back of the church waiting for Pastor Amy or Pastor Cole to say, come forward. If people are getting prayed for, you need to be into position with the cloths ready to cover anyone the moment that they go down. And you shouldn't be standing off to the side. You should be following whichever pastor is praying for people so that way as they go down, you're covering them. And these are just two they it might seem small but these are actually two huge things that right. can hinder a genuine move of God it can h- it can stop someone from receiving all that God has for them because they're seeing the ushers running around like chickens with their head cut off they don't see the cloth lady near them so they're not going to go down because they don't want to be embarrassed there's so many things that you know it's again it's a body and you have to flow together because if the hand's not doing what the hand is supposed to do it's going right. to hinder everything else and that's why these things are so important
2: right exactly and understand that we're not mad at you number one we're just (laughs) passionate about this number two but understand this is the ministry of helps this isn't the ministry of hindrance so we want to anything ministry of helps is anything that helps facilitate the move of god in the anointing in the holy spirit you know doing these things that emily's talking about could quench or even grieve the Holy Spirit we don't want that like that should be our number one goal as Holy Spirit filled believers is to not quench and to not grieve the Holy Spirit that should be our number one priority because we love the Holy Spirit right he's a person and we're there to facilitate his meeting and what he wants to do so a part of that is he wants to touch his, his children he wants to touch his people so as a helper your number one priority is to make sure that the Holy Spirit is able to one move, not be grieved, to touch his people and ultimately you'll notice as you do that, you're actually putting yourself last, but he's actually putting you first right. because he's going to touch you too while you do that. It's a changing the way that you think about it and and start and changing the way that your heart is about it and then God will begin to use you in a in a greater way and you'll be able to hear from him better and then you'll be able to feel the anointing flow in the anointing and you'll be able to protect his presence in in the sanctuary and in the place and in your in your life because you'll carry this from the church to home into your workplace into every place that you do it becomes a lifestyle becomes the anointing becomes part of your everyday. but it starts here at the church it starts here in serving because if you don't learn how to serve in a place where the anointing of a God is and is present and where He is present all the time where you're aware of Him because you're worshiping Him, you're in a place, how are you going to take that into your workplace where you're around a bunch of sinners and a bunch of people who don't flow in with God and everything? How can you do that? Well, you learn in a place where it's safe, and then you take it to a place where you can demonstrate God's power, presence, and, and the anointing and how you help, and okay. that's your witness, you know. If you do it excellent at the church and you start doing an excellent at home how much more are you going to affect your kids right you're a help at home you're a servant at home jesus came to serve he's our example so if you're learning at church how to serve with a pure with a pure heart how to serve with everything you have for jesus how to plug in hear from god and then that carries into your family now you're going to be a better father a better mother going to train your kids up the right way, then it's going to transfer over into your workplace. You're going to be a better leader, a better boss, a better manager. Maybe just you're at the level of employee Well, you can, you can stand out from the crowd. God can promote you quicker. God can promote you because he sees that you don't just have a heart to serve at church, but it carries over into every area of life. And that's the purpose of, of the anointing and of serving is it becomes a lifestyle because Jesus didn't serve when he was just in the synagogues. Jesus served all the time. right? Whether he was in the wilderness, whether he was in a synagogue, whether he was in a house, he was always a servant. Jesus always poured out. But as he poured out, God gave, God poured into him, and he kept pouring out. As you pour out, God fills you up and to pour you out. He fills you up to pour you out. That's the purpose of serving. You're giving your life as a living sacrifice, the Bible says, and as you do that, as you serve with a pure heart under this vision, doing these practical things that Emily's talking about in cer- these certain areas, then God will begin to use you in a greater capacity and you'll go beyond just church. Mm-hmm. It will go into every area of life. That is the purpose of God uh, and the purpose of the anointing in your life.
1: Right, and ultimately a church can't grow if these things aren't in order because if we can't handle and maintain uh, the people that we have in, and in this church now, God's not going to send more people here. So in order for our church to grow, the people who serve, the people in the ministry of health, they have to grow in, in the ministry of health and in serving. And as you do so, uh, it opens up the door for more people to flood the church. And, and you get to be a part of that. You get to be a part of a church growing. You get to be a part of a city or a town uh, impacting people. You get to be a part of all of that. When you do it, in line with the Holy Ghost, when you do it in the flesh, you rob and you steal, and that's not the purpose of the ministry of helps. The purpose is to do it with God. With, it's not about you. When you come into the church and you're serving that day, you need to leave you in your car, lock it up, leave the you there, and you, whatever's left is what comes into the church ready to serve because it's not about you. But God wants to bless you when you serve. He wants to increase you. And he wants to increase your family, like my husband said. He wants to increase every area of your life. And serving in the church is the best way that you can do that. If you want to have a deeper relationship with God, serve. If you want to flow better in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, serve. Even if that means cleaning toilets, changing garbages, changing diapers, whatever it is, uh, staying late to help pick up, the wrappers, and the water bottles, and the stuff that people leave in the pews, whatever it is, if you do so with a pure heart, not with ill intent, with, with bad motives, but if you do so with a pure heart, you will grow, like he said, you every area of your life will increase because of your serving. Right. So that's what we just wanted to encourage you guys with this week. Um, we are so grateful for those of you who are watching this video. Um, And who watched last week's video, we're really praying for you. We're believing that God is going to bless you, increase you mightily in every area of your life. And if you're not yet plugged into Ministry of Helps at the church, please come see us. Come see uh, Pastor Cole and Pastor Amy. We'll find a place for you because, trust me, the need is great. Like the Bible says, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. We need laborers. We need co-laborers who are going to come stand beside us, stand behind the vision of Central Assembly of God, which is to be the greatest impact church in the Lehigh Valley. We we need people who are going to align themselves with that vision and are going to do whatever it takes to see this church grow, to see the people in this church grow, and to see lives be transformed and changed forever. So we're gonna wrap things up today with just a pr- another prayer of blessing. Please, if you're watching this video, share it. Yes. Uh, we wanna get this into the hands of many people as possible. Even if you're not a part of Central Assembly of God, this message is still true regardless of what church you're a part of. If you're not a part of a church, it's not that hard to just Google Pentecostal churches and, fi- and you know if it takes you a few weeks, you have to try a few churches out before you find one that fits, so be it. But if you're not part of a church, You know cyber church is not church you need to be an actual church building where you can put your hands to something and you can contribute to the work of god in a local area that's biblical but anyways we're just going to wrap things up with prayer we love you guys thanks for tuning in and we're excited what god is going to continue to do with these teachings throughout the rest of the month
2: amen so let's pray father i just thank you for every single person watching Lord, those who are listening to the podcast, the rerun, whatever the case is, Lord, I thank you that you have called them to a greater purpose. I thank you, God, that you have anointed them, you have equipped them, and that, Lord, that they are Ready and willing and yes. to help in any way possible. Father, mm-hmm. I thank you that you call those who are not in the ministry of helps to helps even now, Lord. Uh, show them exactly where they need to plug in, God. Yes. And I thank you that their heart is open to receive from you, God, that as they do, they begin to flow in the gifts of the Spirit like never before. They begin to hear your voice like never before, Lord. And it goes beyond the church building, but it goes into their families and to their workplaces. And we give you the glory, we give you yes. the honor and the praise. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name amen. Everybody type amen on that if you (laughs) receive it. We love you guys and thank you so much for watching. Be
1: blessed.
0: I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website www.centralfamily.net or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.